0: Let's just have a chat today about uh, an American staple, a true pillar of American society. I think after and the more research that I did into our um, our guest today, (laughs) Betty White, the more I was like, wow, she talk about longevity of a career.
1: Oh, my goodness. So long of a career.
0: Betty White has basically been around since TV has been around. Oh, yeah. Her career spans like the eternity of television.
1: Oh, yeah. She was there at the beginning when they're going from radio to TV and they're like adding this visual component and they don't know what to do with it. She saw all that and then it evolved and she evolved right with it.
0: Mm hmm. So she's just an icon, an absolute icon. And she's known people in their 70s, 80s right now. You say Betty White. They're like, I know who Betty White is. Blank, 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 blank. And you talk to 12-year-olds and they'll be like, oh, Betty White. I know her from the Snickers commercial and she hosts SNL. Boom. Everybody knows who Betty White is.
1: Yeah, absolute icon. Generations upon generations, she kept coming out with new stuff, working the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. Just absolute icon. She may be, this is very topical, she may be the Tom Brady of television. She's got the titles. She's got the longevity. She maybe didn't have the intangibles. People said that she didn't have the intangibles right off the bat. They said you have a face for radio. That's what they told her when she started out in TV. And then she immediately became a TV star. So whoever (laughs) told her that was an idiot.
1: (laughs) I see the parallel between Tom Brady and Betty white, where initially you are not expecting great things from them. They weren't the young prodigy, but then when they got to the top of their game, It's late in their life and they're as good as anyone. And they just seem to get better with age. The older Betty White is, the older Tom Brady, like the more successful they
0: are. When I was going through her timeline of her career, I would just be like, I would just continuously be like, wait a second. How old is she now? Because it just kept going and going and going. And then I was like, Well, in the 90s, it didn't seem like she did too much. It's like, yeah, because she was 80 years old. Oh, it's insane.
1: To give people reference, they love to point out sliced bread. The infamous, famous invention of sliced bread came out after Betty White. Wow.
0: Wait. So Betty White isn't even the best thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread is the best thing since Betty White. (laughs)
1: that's it i couldn't think of the expression boom there it is
0: bam that's crazy how are people eating bread before they sliced it
1: no so i i had this same thought process where people definitely sliced bread just no one was like all right let's put it in a bag call it you know wonder bread the masses will love it slap a little peanut
0: butter on it so pre-sliced bread
1: yeah. Like when people say the like sliced bread, they must mean like sliced it into a bag. Cause before that, people aren't just taking loaves to the face. You have to imagine they are well, you rip slicing the bread. it up.
0: You rip the rip. bread.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like rip you it. think
0: about a baguette. Like if you have a baguette, you just kind of like rip off a piece.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll use a knife. They have those, you know, with the sharp edges, but some genius decided to slice it and put it in a bag.
0: Okay, so I'm typing into Google. When did people start slicing bread? Um, do you do you want to know the top five things that when I typed in when did people start? What it, what follows it <laughs> because slice slicing bread is not on the list. All
1: right, what, we, what are you seeing? What are you seeing?
0: We have when did people start brushing their teeth? That's the number one searched not the founding fathers tell you that much when did people start celebrating christmas we've talked about that one you should listen to the santa claus episode come on people we know these answers when did people start smoking weed do you know that i thought it was invented in china but i could be wrong way back like ancient times very possible. I'm just choosing to believe you there. When did when did people start celebrating birthdays?
1: I feel like back in the day when a child is born, people would celebrate. Is that not a birthday celebration?
0: 3000 BCE in Egypt is what Google says.
1: Yeah. Egypt knew how to party. Check out the Cleopatra episode. Cleopatra.
0: Um, Okay, when did people start slicing bread? Okay, so the first automatically sliced commercial loaves were produced on July 6th, 1928.
1: Yep, six years after she was born in 1922.
0: Oh my gosh, there was a ban on sliced bread in 1943. U.S. officials imposed a short-lived ban on sliced bread as a wartime conservation measure.
1: Mm, okay, we'll get into that, too. She experienced those wartime efforts. But there's before no, that.
0: There's no, like, pre... Dude, people were slicing bread. Everyone knows it. Wonder Bread started in 1930. Wild. All right, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> okay, Hey, <laughs> the show is on the road. All right, we're going to go. So we're going to go back before the time of sliced bread commercially. <laughs> when they were ripping bread, the year was 1922. <clears throat> Betty White was born in Oak Park, Illinois. Significant thing here. Everybody should note that her name was not Elizabeth White. It was Betty Betty was her given name.
1: Why is this so significant?
0: Because it's kind of unusual.
1: Yeah, it it kept coming up in the research and she would make jokes about it. Like, is that that weird of a name, Betty? But
0: I'm here for it. I think if your name is Betty, people just assume it's Elizabeth. So it probably just comes up all the time Mm -hmm. where people are like, oh, Betty, that's short for Elizabeth, right? And then Betty White being as funny she, as she is, she has to come up with like a witty comeback.
1: Mm, it's a good point. A lot of pressure for her to make people laugh.
0: Yep. So she was the child of Christine Tess and Horace Logan White. Horace is a great name. I think we should uh, bring that one back. I'm game. That would be a good cat name. Horace. Horace. Yeah. Um.
1: Horace, he loves his chin scratches.
0: Your facial expression didn't look too convinced, but we'll move on. (laughs) Uh, Her paternal grandfather was Danish and her maternal grand maternal grandfather was Greek.
1: And the grandmothers were both Canadian, which Mm. I found to be very fitting, because if you listen to Betty White speak on an interview she comes off as so gracious and so kind and so friendly
0: northern quality and she's mm-hmm. also from she's also a midwesterner so that's the other thing yep Midwe- midwesterner with canadian roots can we find anybody nicer <laughs> um okay so she she was in illinois great then her family's like you know what fuck illinois i hate illinois same thing my family did moved any of our listeners in Illinois, that's not to say anything bad about Illinois. Chicago's a great place.
1: Fantastic. They love Christmas there, which I yeah. can absolutely get behind.
0: I'm i have a, lo- I'm a Bears fan. I have a lot of Illinois roots that really hold true. But at the same time, my family did say, fuck Illinois and moved away. And the same thing Betty White's family did. They moved to Los Angeles. And then it was like, hey, Great Depression. Boom. Wait, they, they didn't move to LA right away. They moved to alhambra and then moved to la during the great depression to make it so they were a little closer to economy
1: yeah this is the great depression of course and i don't think it's like any economic time the united states has had in a long long time where her dad was you know he would make these radios and try to sell them and was really like without stable income for a long time. And this seemed to be the norm, which I think it's kind of hard for us to imagine how severe the Great Depression is, even relative to, you know, COVID times or to the 2008 crises where there is a lot of people losing jobs, mm-hmm. not to the scale that is it almost sounds like the majority, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it's tough when you look at so covid times for example and the stock prices drop and then people are like, whoa, it's it's like the great depression." In the in, in the great depression, there was just not a lot of work to go around. Like people just couldn't they didn't have jobs. They were scrapping to get I mean, Betty White's father was a lighting company executive and then was as broke as anybody else during the great depression. Like everybody was just broke. I think honestly the crisis in 2008 was a little more similar to that because there was much more job loss and like a lot of impact was felt throughout the country. Whereas in COVID times, yes, I think small business, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be like, this is my take. I do think small business owners were like hit extremely hard but I think there was much more parachutes for anybody who lost their job during Mm -hmm. COVID than there was in 2008. And then even more so in 1929, like very, very difficult, especially like Betty white. She was whatever she was seven years old. That's brutal.
1: Yeah. Very brutal back. Like the great depression. When you hear these stories of people are just trying anything they can to make money and, get food. Everyone has gardens doing whatever they can to survive. It's not many people have that experience nowadays, but she did because she lived a, a long life.
0: Yeah. There's a reason they call it the greatest, greatest generation because she literally was born into the great depression. I mean, we've talked about this with other people too, born into the great depression, then went through world war two and world war one. Um, well, not World War One for her, but World War Two. So, yeah. So, when her dad had with building crystal radios, and then he would sell them if he could, but then you would also just exchange them for other goods. So, basically, like a barter economy. Be like, well, you're a butcher. I'll give you a radio if you hook me up with some meat.
1: Yeah, doing whatever you can. Absolutely.
0: Um. So she attended. Hor- oh my gosh, the name Horace is back. She attended the Horace Mann Elementary School in Beverly Hills and then went to Beverly Hills High School and graduated in 1939. Um, her family took trips to the Sierra Nevada and sparked her interest in wildlife, something that is a recurring theme in her life. She was a huge animal advocate, which I didn't know, actually, uh, before doing any research that she was such a big like animal rights advocate.
1: Yeah, definitely kind of her thing where I was aware and I was not that knowledgeable on Betty White. I was kind of a living on the rock situation where I don't know if I could pick her out in a lineup. Really? Um, Yeah. A lot of her famous work like Golden Girls and all that. I haven't seen Mm. full disclosure, Um, but I did know.
0: Golden Girls is a fucking classic show. And it only ran for seven seasons, which I did not know. But it was a classic in my household growing up, Golden Girls reruns were the rage. Wow.
1: Yeah. I have to check them out. But the one thing I did know was she adopted a bunch of dogs. And I mean, she liked nature in general. And that was always her dream was to be a ranger.
0: Yeah. Forest ranger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, she couldn't. They did not allow women to be rangers at that time, and so naturally, the next closest thing was show business.
0: <laughs> she was like, "I want to be a forest ranger," and when she was not allowed to do that, the net, the natural progression there is forest ranger, TV star, boom. <laughs> That's those are the options in LA. I mean. If Betty White was a forest ranger in Southern California, how do you think things could have changed down down the line? Wildfires. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wildfires, all the electrical issues. It's a shame. <laughs> I mean, she made some fantastic entertainment, but at what price?
0: At what cost? Um, so she started doing some plays when she was at Horace Mann school. She wrote a play, played lead as well. Great writer. Betty White was a writer, producer, actress, known as an actress, I think a lot of times, but it was, she really was a do it all kind of person. So that started when she was young. And, Mm -hmm. um,
1: to your point that, um, she was a great writer. I believe this, uh, musical play we're talking about in high school. I, I believe she like played a huge role in writing that. And mm-hmm. I think she just kind of snuck herself in there as the lead actress.
0: She's like, I've got somebody to play the lead. They're not here yeah. yet. I'll let you know when they get here. Next thing you know, boom, it's her. Yeah, I love that. She really... That is symbolic of her career and her spirit in a lot of ways, because she really did um, get into these positions from the top in a lot of ways, because she started she started her own production company. And then that production company then came out with TV shows that she then starred in. it like There were some times where work came to her, but there were other times that she was just using her ingenuity and her smarts to like put herself in situations that she could then give herself opportunities. So she was really like a strong business person on top of all of her talent from a uh, entertainment perspective.
1: Yeah. She was a hustler. She willed herself into a lot of these positions and rumor had it that she would go on to the, radio stations where they were producing them and just kind of hang out and hope that one of the producers would just assume they hired her and just kind of like morph into a role, which is a fantastic move to just, if you just show up at a workplace, you start doing something a little productive, you know, you just kind of just kind of make yourself a staple then. then you kind of got the
0: position. It's the George Costanza, <laughs> George Costanza when he, when he quits, but then shows up the next day like nothing happened <laughs> yeah oh that's great yeah she she was just awesome so um uh, she sang songs on a tv show which and this was when um tv shows were being developed right mm-hmm. like they weren't even on tv it was like we're testing to see if this even could be a thing
1: yeah very new and They didn't really know what to do. They're like, we have this visual component now. People like to watch people sing. Betty's like, I can kind of sing. And then that's one act. And they just, they have this live stream television, essentially. And they are just trying to fill what they think people want to see visually. Because they've had the radio and the voice component, the audio. And now it's like this new development into the visual component. And when she's starting, this is not a... Staples, not a big thing it's not like people like oh my goodness you're on tv no the tv is being shown to people in like a 10 mile radius
0: yeah just los angeles just beverly hills she was a a local star before she was a national star a lot of like right place right time stuff if she wasn't in la i don't know if i don't know if we would know betty white as as i think she was such a hustler and she was so talented that she would have eventually become a star. But it was very much right place, right time that she was in Los Angeles at the birth of television that really mm-hmm. helped give her a lot of these opportunities.
1: Yeah, timing was huge. And of course, her acceptance and, you know, awareness of the maybe the future or recognizing that this is a cool medium or just being open to the possibility. A lot of radio people would turn down these roles. Because they're like, yeah, it's like beneath them, you know, not what they do, maybe not paying the best. But it, she certainly right place, right time, and then dare I say it, right person.
0: Mm, that's great. It's like a lot of uh celebrities now who they were like, Podcasts, I wouldn't do a podcast. <laughs> and now they all have podcasts. Yeah. Getting into our space. Yeah. Where they don't know they don't know the nuance of a podcast lifestyle. I digress. World War II. <laughs> <Post> that transition? <laughs> World War II. She does some volunteering for the American Women's Voluntary Services, um, which is helping out with the war effort in the Hollywood area. She's driving a truck with military supplies to military bases. Exciting stuff.
1: Yeah. And another pointing to the greatest generation and her living through all this is... Since World War II, I don't think there's been a war that the entire populace is behind. And everyone mm. we cover during this time, they are doing something to help the war effort. It's an all hands on deck situation, which is not the case in wars since then.
0: Yeah. I mean, even with us growing up with like the war in Afghanistan and war in Iraq, I think it was definitely a point of attention. Mm-hmm. but it was stateside. It was very much business as usual for a lot of people um, yeah. from like a life standpoint, apart from family members that were um, in military services or things like that. But in world war two, it was like, you are going to be helping out. You're, you're either in war or you're going to be helping out the war effort or you're going to be, like, it was very all hands on deck. so Yeah, and
1: yeah, they're limiting what people can buy. If, you know, if metals needed for the war, there's these metal collections. Companies are completely changing what they do to help support the war effort.
0: It's so crazy to think that literally sports leagues were canceled so that the people that were in the sports league could go and fight in the war.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it is probably won't put this in the pod, but it's just because like, all the wars we've been in recently they're not like real wars like if there was someone on our <laughs> th- if there was someone who was actually take. attacking us if we were fighting an actual country who's trying to come on our shores i think mm. everyone would drop everything to like defend the line but now we have these like we don't even know like who we're fighting like what mm. we're doing it's nation building and before that with like the, we got to prevent communism from spreading
0: because it's all posturing nowadays because we've gotten to the point where the global economy is so interconnected that nobody really benefits from a war. Yeah. Like we go to war with Russia because Russia is going to do like even with Russia and, and yeah, again, (laughs) we We're in it's Betty white podcast. We're just ranting about (laughs) war. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is very classic, but I mean, this is what happens. The war, <laughs> so Russia is going to invade Ukraine, right? Yeah. And the whole idea of Russia invading Ukraine and all this stuff is, is it's all centered around a gas pipeline that's going to go to Germany. And like the war is whether or not Russia is going to be able to have this gas pipeline, basically. And Ukraine is just like hanging in the balance and it's all like the war is yeah basically a boardroom debate between <laughs> Germany, like the EU, Germany, Russia, and the United States. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And meanwhile, Russia's like, just so everybody knows, we have hundred thousand troops that like can take Ukraine over tomorrow. And Russia is basically like, if you stop this pipeline, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna invade Ukraine, and then everybody else is like, well, if you invade Ukraine, then you don't get the pipeline. After our fifteen-minute digression into the evolution of war, <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay, so post World War II, she uh, is looking for acting jobs, but she's not considered photogenic enough. So she's getting radio jobs. She's doing radio spots. As you said, she's hanging out in radio stations, just kind of getting close to the action. 1949, she's offered her own radio show, The Betty White Show. The Betty White Show is a name that's going to be used frequently in the remainder of her story because there's all sorts of shows named Betty White Show. Seems like having a show named The Betty White Show is actually the worst thing for her career because they all... (laughs) Spoiler alert, but every show that was called The Betty White Show seemed to not do particularly well. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly great advertising to have your name in the title of the show, but not it was not, you know, the work she is remembered by
0: per se. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not that one. I wasn't sure about because I was like, clearly she was a star in everything she did. But if it was named The Betty White Show, it was canceled after a season, but all right. So, uh, she gets her break on TV on a show called Hollywood on television, which is a live variety show. Sounds pretty fun to watch, to be honest. Um, and in 1951, she's nominated for an Emmy for best actress on television. She did not win, but she was nominated. So she like immediately was killing it on TV.
1: Yeah. And they kind of remind me of podcasts where these were very live and they went on for a while. And so Benny White is just being her charming self and doing that for hours on end. Mm. And it's entertaining.
0: Yeah, your personality is going to show through. So 1952, she began hosting Hollywood on television after Al Jarvis retired. Great names all the way through here. Um, And she was hosting that. It was live six days a week. so pretty. She's on TV a lot. And there's not a lot of channels these days. It's like three channels in the 50s. So she's basically in everybody's home. If you have a TV, you know who Betty White is. Yeah. It's a big deal for making her a household name. And I'm not kidding about the names, because in 1952, she co-founded bandy productions with George Tibbles and Don (laughs) Fetterson. I just like those names where they took Hollywood on television characters and put them into new shows. So they're basically building out the universe. It's kind of um, how I feel like SNL does it where they come out with their skits and then they and then they turn those skits into movies like *McGruber*. in 1953. They Bandy Productions, created a show called Life with Elizabeth, Elizabeth, which is funny because it's Elizabeth, not Betty. Life with with Elizabeth, um, which was a Hollywood on television character, and Betty White stars that show. And it um, starts in 1953 and then based in L.A., but then it's nationally syndicated for a couple of years as well. So everybody gets to see Betty White.
1: Yeah, that's a big deal. You get that national syndication; that
0: is mm. a big deal. Yep, people in radio—they know what we're talking about. John Tesh, shout out! I like all your advice. Who's John Tesh?
1: Oh my goodness! So he in in Maine, where we grew up, ninety four point nine is the radio station, but it is, he's nationally syndicated, and in between the music, he gives life advice about like from recent psychology medical articles he'll be like hey if you eat orange juice it helps your immune system and really this advice all the time and he's fantastic if you listen to him for an entire year your life will be 1000 times better hearing all this good advice from if you if you implement his uh his ideas yeah and he always he's citing articles you know uh peer-reviewed journal, articles.
0: Mm, So well-researched as well. Wow. Sounds like a great person.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that he has
0: a nice voice. Love that. Um, I'm going to see now. We're just giving each other all sorts of information. I'm going to have to dig. I'm going to have to dig up some info on John Tesh.
1: Yeah. Apparently you, your family wasn't a 94.9 family.
0: No, we were a 94.3 family.
1: Wow. That's the rocker station.
0: Yeah. Rock and Young roll parents. You got there rock and roll in the, in the Slabo family. Actually my mom, like 93 one, I digress. She was reporting in uh, TV ads, guest starring in roles, and like different shows throughout the 1950s. It's basically like, and this is again, kind of a hint of things to come. She's just kind of on everything. Like a little bit here, a little bit there. I think she was just in like the NBC group. And like, you just kind of show up on different shows
1: yeah yeah and she's very likable she presents herself very well live as well so things just kind of worked out for
0: her yep 1952 she has a show called the betty white show on television which is a variety talk show on NBC. she hired a female director and had a black performer who was the and this was the first show to have like a first american show to have an African-American performer on it. It was a uh, tap dancer and his name was Arthur Duncan. And um, this was extremely significant, historic. And then the show went national and it was, and you would think, oh, that's great. Betty White has a African-American tap dancer named Arthur Duncan. Ooh, everybody rejoices. Oh wait, no, the Southern uh, stations are like, uh, we're going to boycott this if you keep having a black tap dancer, because we don't want that. And Betty White basically told him, I think her quote was deal with it. <laughs> and she gave him more airtime. So
1: yeah, it hurt the ratings. And so, you know, it's hurting her pocketbook. She's putting morals and doing, you know, the right thing in front of profit or maybe bettering her career and arthur duncan went on to have a great career after this and and he shouts out betty white
0: yeah pretty awesome to see that she was standing up for what she believed in i think a a lot of times where people want to stand up for stuff but then they're afraid it's like betty white in this situation she could have said you know what this is this is going to hurt my reputation if i stand up for arthur duncan and she could have not stood up for him but as we see it did not hurt her reputation and history looks back on her fondly because she stood up for what she believed in not because she folded in the name of tv ratings so yeah 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 props to both of them because they both um their careers ended up working out in spite of this unfortunate act by people at the time. So her show does end up getting canceled because it was named the Betty White show, probably. Um, and then she does, she's doing all sorts of stuff in the 50s. She's still showing up on shows here and there. She started a show called Date with the Angels. Um, Angel was the last name of the family. It was a sitcom. Didn't really work out. Um and then she made her feature film debut in 1962 in advise and consent. And she played a female senator. So that's pretty cool. Big time. The movie screen. The uh I think they call it the silver screen. Mm. Because it like the because movie screens are silver. Isn't that crazy? in the so in the 60s she's on like game shows talk shows everything she's on the tonight show with uh johnny carson she's on a show called password have you heard of the show before i have not i guess it's it started in the 60s and it's still on today in like various forms so she was on the show password and then she married the host of the show password alan ludden
1: alan ludden for sure the love of her life and after spoiler after he passes away later on she never even considers remarrying because you know she as she says once you've experienced the best what's the point but before this which we kind of glossed over she got married pretty young and the marriage lasted six weeks and that and that was with Dick Barker And then later on, she got married to Lane Allen. That marriage lasted two years. Lane Allen kind of wanted her to like retire to the countryside with him and not pursue this career. And as we mentioned, pursuing a career was incredibly important and kind of her life focus. Mm -hmm. So obviously those didn't work out. But the Allen Ludden sounded like a fantastic relationship. And apparently he would ask her to marry him all the time (laughs) to the extent he would carry a ring around his neck. And it was like their personal gag, but he's just like all the time trying to pick the moment and be like, Hey, you want to marry me?
0: That's awesome. I do. And she eventually does marry him. And as you said, he dies in the, in 1981, but she just never gets remarried because she was like, he was the best. And I think my guess is, is that she didn't want to marry him because she's had a couple failed marriages before. So, and she is so career focused again that she was like, you know what? I don't need to marry you. And then he convinced her. He was like, no, I'll, I'll be perfect. <laughs> like, I won't get in your way. I'll just make your life better. And, um, and he was right. Like he did, he did make her life better. She was very happy with him. So credit Credit to Alan for um, being like persistent in a good way. And because persistence is not always a good thing, but in his case, it it was.
1: Yeah, I I do wonder how it went down. Where I also feel like in this day and age, when you propose, you kind of just go for it. It's not, you know, this long drawn out thing where you discuss with the other person. I, I think proposals back
0: in this day and age, a lot of them are just like, you're really just going for it. Yeah, like the proposal. Because what do you think the proposal success rate is now? It's gotta be like 99%, right? Yeah. The proposal to someone saying yes has to be so high now. Yeah. But- people are like, there's no there's no magic in a proposal anymore. Oh, <laughs> Where's the romance, my man? Well, I mean, it's romantic. I mean, and you got to catch them off guard, but but there's no magic. You know what I mean? It's romantic, but it's not magical.
1: No, there's not a real question. Nowadays, if someone's asking the question, they know what the answer is going to be. But Mm. back then, I I think you're you're going to just you're shooting for the fences. You're throwing yourself out there.
0: Somewhere out there, there's there's. There is somebody who has lived on this planet who has set the record. We probably can't track it, but they have set the record for most proposals without ever getting one. Like without ever (laughs) anybody saying yes, like just proposing to people and it not working out like that. There's someone out there that's probably proposed to 100 people and never gotten married.
1: (laughs) Shout out to that person. Nothing more important than keeping yourself in the game. I I like to think the 100, the 101st person will be the one. Don't give
0: up person who will be remain nameless because (laughs) it's a tough one to be remembered for. Okay. So um, interestingly enough, she's offered to host uh, the today show by NBC when the today show starts out. How cool is that? Okay, so she's offered to host today by NBC, but she didn't want to move to New York City permanently, so she turns it down, ends up going to Barbara Walters, who is also a very renowned person. So pretty cool intersection there.
1: Oh, yeah. And that role really set Barbara Walters into the stratosphere. It would have been cool to see Betty White But I also, I mean, I can get the response of like, I don't want to move to
0: New York. So many people. It's so cold. Mm. Yeah. And it worked out for both of them. So that's great. Then she hosts Torment of Roses Parade until 1975. But she was doing um, she was doing so much stuff on CBS that at this point, NBC was like, "Eh, you're kind of a CBS person now. Like her brand was part of the CBS brand. So they stopped having her do that. And the reason that 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 happened was because she was she started guest starring on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And then she was so well received as like the witty Betty White, like super cool friend that she became a full time person on the show in 1975 and won Emmys for her performance on that show.
1: Yeah, very cool. Says a lot about her talent and just general likability that everyone's on board. And that's the other thing with her long career to stay that well liked for that long is quite the feat.
0: Yeah, she won in a, uh, recently. She was the most well liked American celebrity like ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it.
1: It's just tough to do because you know once someone's so well liked for a while, I mean you know people kind of want to see them get the the pedestal knocked down.
0: Yeah, exactly. Build them up so we can tear them down. But she just she was untear downable. So they're like, you know what? You need the Betty White show. We're gonna give you the Betty White show on CBS, and it gets canceled for one season. just can't can't quite hit it with the Betty White show so that's in 1977 when she got the Betty White show at this point she's in her mid 50s so she's had like a long career she's very well known and it just keeps going yeah yeah I mean
1: already she is stratosphere star at some point she's like the mayor of Hollywood I don't know if she is at this at this point but we haven't even gotten to the golden girls which I think it's probably what she's more known for than anything.
0: Yeah. So she's on a couple of shows in the 80, in the early 80s. And then in 85, she I wrote down, she got her start <laughs> on the Golden Girls. She had, <laughs> so she, um, she's Rose in the Golden Girls and it runs for seven seasons. And it's just like an absolute hit.
1: Absolute hit. Slavo family staple.
0: Slavo family staple. And the reason that it stops after seven seasons is because B. Arthur leaves the show, one of the four stars. And they were like, well, let's spin it off on a show called The Golden Palace with the other three. And it doesn't really work out. The magic is no longer there. So in 1992, 1993, Golden Girls basically concludes. But this is like really an awesome show and just catapults her again into the spotlight yeah
1: and as such like an old age to get to have your staple or to have this show that you're most well known for hate to say it very tom brady-esque
0: true that's true bringing it back to tom brady i mean (laughs) but yeah it's it's pretty epic golden girls And for people who don't know who golden girl, what golden girls is, is, is it's basically a show about four women that are, um, older in age, like in their fifties and sixties and basically just living a baller life. Yeah.
1: I mean, I assume they're talking about the golden age. This is when you retire, you're in your 65s. Like, what do you do? You're sipping margs. You're having a good time.
0: Yeah. You're balling out. So great show. She then is just guest starring. She goes back to her whole thing of like guest starring on tons of shows, just being on TV, variety TV, just being kind of a personality, well-known person. She's doing this in the nineties. She's doing this in the early two thousands. And then, cause I mean, she's like 80. Now you would think, all right, like now she's going to retire. She's not going to do anything else wrong. She stars in uh, a movie called the proposal, with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds in 2009 and then at the same time she's in a, a snickers Super Bowl ad where um oh what was that out again it was like you're not new you're not you when you're hungry
1: yeah yeah th- that's the premise um I think the person accuses the per of like acting like Betty White and then Betty White who's acting was like, well, your girlfriend didn't say that last night or something like that.
0: <laughs> Eddie White is funny in an ad. We implore people to go. We can't show it on this podcast because we'll get sued by Snickers.
1: Yeah. And but it's it, it's one of those things. If we relay it, it just doesn't have the
0: same spark. Just go watch the ad. It's very funny. Yeah. It was the highest rated um, ad, like most well-liked ad from that Super Bowl. And, and people are like... Betty White is awesome. So it starts a Facebook campaign. Her career starts. TV doesn't even exist. Now there's Facebook campaigns trying to get her work. Um, They want her to host SNL, and she does. So she hosted in 2010 at 88 years old, the oldest host ever. And
1: this is is the stuff she's most well-known for for the younger generation is the proposal, this Snickers ad. And just, you know, being on SNL, kind of being this just star.
0: Mm -hmm. Which is, again, awesome. She then takes a role on a show called Hot in Cleveland on the channel TV Land. Um, She gets nominated for an Emmy there. She's on the show for six seasons. That's an entire TV career. And she had it at 90
1: oh yeah and that's the thing up until 90 she's still working and even before then she never took breaks if you look at her IMDB page it is the longest uh, stardom rap sheet you've ever seen she did not miss a beat from when television was invented until she's 90 years 90 years old in the
0: 2000s yeah So she's just killing it all the way through the, the 20, the 2010s, like all good things. Her career had to come to an end. And the only way that her career was going to come to an end was by dying. And she only, and not only that she was on like cover because she was about to turn 100 when she died. So she died on uh 1231, 2021 people listening to this podcast. You might've even heard about this. Um, And there was all sorts of news stuff happening around it because she was about to turn a hundred. And so she was on covers of magazines and she had a documentary that was about to come out called Betty white, a celebration, which has people being interviewed all sorts of people like Ryan Reynolds and like everybody from the whole span of her career um, was set to come out on uh, January 17th, 2022 in theaters um, to commemorate her 100th birthday. So, which I think is pretty cool because now people have something that if they want to know more about Betty White, they can go watch it.
1: Yeah. Um, of course it would have been nice for her to get to that 100 and be there to celebrate it. But it, it does, you know, it kind of, it's, it has this funeral component to it in a nice way, like a celebration of life thing to have this, celebration time up with a little bit after she's dying. And, and she obviously impacted a lot of people who enjoyed her performances and her being Betty white. And, and so it, it does kind of wrap things up nicely.
0: Yeah. So just an spectacular life, spectacular career, American legend. Um, she won five Emmys, two daytime Emmys, an LA Emmy. I didn't even know that was a thing. She won like a billion awards over the span of her career. Um, just dominant from uh, everything she did, whether it be music. She was she wrote some books. She came out with songs. She was on television. She was in movies. She was on radio. She was a syndicated radio host. Yeah, and what 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 couldn't she do?
1: Absolute staple and i'm pretty sure she gave like sex advice as she got older you know just love that has all that wisdom from years on earth
0: yeah and she was bros with um ryan reynolds who's who's hilarious so she she was just so funny and like cool and smart and great and she was an animal welfare advocate and she was a racial justice advocate and she supported LGBT rights for her entire career. Like she just didn't really put any wrong foots, wrong feet, wrong, wrong foots. She didn't put a wrong foot ever. She just yeah, sh- always was doing awesome stuff.
1: Like, I don't know how you just exist in this spotlight for that long, never have any fall from grace. And she, you know, she is just so likable Betty white. She just gets it.
0: Yep. So Shout out to Betty White. The only, it turned out the only thing that could h- cancel her was God. Paz, <laughs> as, as always, thank you. Thank you for uh, taking the time to venture, venture down and, and learn some more stuff about uh, American culture. Really? Mm-hmm. You,
1: you know, you ha- you cover a lot of history when you go over the life of Betty White.
0: I know exactly. Yeah. yeah it's basically like, it's basically a modern American history that we covered.
1: Yep. But shout out Betty White, absolute legend. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.
0: Goodbye, everyone. We okay, we okay. laughed. We cried. <laughs> we talked about talked war. About war. <laughs> 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 it was good. It was good.
1: Anyway, um, yeah, thank you. All right. Bye now. Peace out. Peace out. Talk to you later. See ya.